With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Joined now by new coach of SEMO, Southeast Missouri Red Hawks, Coach Rick Ray. Coach, how you doing today, Coach? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing great, Coach. I want to tell you first, congratulations on getting this new gig at SEMO. We're very happy for you. We're glad you have the job in, in OVC there at SEMO. And so tell us, Coach, what does it mean to get back into it this quickly? You know, after you was at Mississippi State, now you're back in the saddle real quick. So what's the opportunity mean for you, Coach? Well, I tell you what, I was really happy to be presented this opportunity. Uh, a lot of times in this business, uh, my former head coach at Indiana State, when he got fired um, about uh, oh about a decade ago, he said that uh, in the coaching fraternity and coaching business, it's easy to become a head coach if you get fired for a cheating or a scandal, um, but if you get fired uh, for losing, they treat you like you have leprosy. So um, I- I'm glad. Um, that I had the opportunity to get back into the business here. And SEMO uh, gave me a great opportunity um, that I just couldn't pass up. And, Coach, uh, I know knowing the coach business is definitely tough, Coach, and we're having a wife and kids. How was that for you, having a wife and kids, having to kind of pick up and move once opportunity or present yourself, not never knowing how long you're going to be at a place to get, get up and move? So how is that for you and your family as coaching and enjoying the business when that happened? Well, fortunately, my kids are young. I have a four-year-old son named Deacon, and I have a, a one-year-old who's about to turn two in July named Mason. So, they're, you know, our kids are at that point in time. They just pick up and move. As long as they've got a playground, they're fine. Um, it becomes difficult, obviously, for your wife because she starts to establish friends and get a chance to get uh, bonded to the community. Um, but, uh, you know, I think this is my wife's uh, fourth move in seven years. So, um, unfortunately, uh, she's become accustomed to it. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, we, we definitely hope you can stay at CMO for a good while. And, Coach, you've been in Cape Girardeau. How's the community been treating you so far since you've been up there? Well, this is actually my first night. Um, I, I went back after the press conference and meeting with the team for a day and took my family back to Starkville, Mississippi, to get them settled in uh, because they're still in school. Um, uh, then my wife is going to come up and try to find a place there. But uh, this is actually my first night uh, in Cape Girardeau, and I've been in the office the whole time, so I have no idea yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, Coach. Well, I can tell you, I said, I said I'm going to Tennessee State, so I kind of know some things around Cape Girardeau from those trips we should take. If you need any advice, uh, feel free to give me a call. I, I kind of know a little bit about Cape Girardeau for you, Coach. <laughs> well, I'll be reaching out to you, no question about it. Yes, indeed. And, Coach, with cultural recruiting, you know, it's a big thing with these gigs, man. You have roots in the Midwest when you, from your previous stops. Do you feel that will help you for us getting talent to come to SEMO since you kind of know the Midwest region and have ties and all those regions of the Midwest from your previous stops? 
Yeah, I think there's no question about it. Um, if you look back at my career, um, I've always been around the areas that's important to Southeast Missouri State. Um, starting off at Indiana State, I recruited the St. Louis area with Indiana State just being two hours away from St. Louis. Um, so that's important to uh, Southeast Missouri State because we're just an hour and 45 minutes to two hours away. Um, if you look at my time at Purdue, I recruited the whole state of Illinois, and obviously there's proximity there to the state of Illinois, Southeast Missouri State. And even if you look at Mississippi State, which is just two hours away from Memphis, Memphis was just three hours away from Southeast Missouri State. So there's a lot of places that I've touched in my past career um, that gives me a recruiting advantage here at CMO. And, yes, Coach, and as far as the CMO, I, I also thought this would help you as well, Coach, what you've been an SEC coach, having since you having the individual produce, that you have a name about yourself. You have credibility when they hear the name Rick Ray. So I feel like you will be able to get guys coming to CMO. And I know you was in the SEC last year, but at the OBC, how do you see the conference being for you and your team? And I know you haven't had a chance to be with your team too much, but what you've seen so far, you think you guys have some pieces to get things going next year? Well, I tell you what, if you look at, um, the preseason conference records, excuse me, predictions, um, Southeast Missouri State was picked second right behind Murray State on that side of the division. So um, there's obviously a lot of talent here. Uh, people thought well of Southeast Missouri State. Um, we missed some pieces. Our, our front line at this point in time has, has been decimated um, due to guys moving on with graduation. But we've got some really talented guys coming back in the backcourt uh, a talented swing man in Antonius Cleveland. Um, so we've got some good pieces here in our perimeter. We just got to make sure we go out and find some some post guys that will give these perimeter guys some success. And I, I know some teams are already doing spring drills. Are you going to start there with, with, the, with the guys real soon, with going on the court for a few minutes each day here? Yeah, there's no question about it. We want to get these guys on the court here. First, got to put together a staff. Um, and I want to do that here real quickly. I want to get somebody that can recruit the St. Louis area. I want to get somebody that can recruit the Memphis area. And then I want to get somebody who can just kind of get in the car and drive that four- to five-hour radius to touch all the Illinois junior colleges, the Illinois high schools, um, Arkansas. We're close to that. But, uh, you know, on that drive to, to St. Louis, you can get all the Missouri talent and Missouri-St. Louis talent. And then on that drive to Memphis, you can stop on the way there, too, and, and see a lot of talented kids. So once I put together a staff, um, we'll start getting these guys on the court and start working with them right away because you want to build relationships with your team. And you do that on the court and you do it off the court as well, too. And, Coach, uh, you know, for the OBC fans out here and the CMO fans who, who have not watched your teams play before, what do you want the people to see, learn about your team when you when they, when they play? What do you want the, the people to get the impression when they see your team play next year? Well, for me, it's, it's real simple. When, when somebody walks away from watching our game, I want them to walk away with three impressions about my team. Um, the first thing is that my team played harder than the other team. The second thing is my team played tougher than the other team. And the third thing is my team plays smarter than the other team. So if you can walk away with those three impressions, that means we've been pretty successful on the court. And, Coach, at, at the Final Four, when we were doing the interviews at the Final Four, a lot of coaches talked to us about rules they wanted to have changed. And a lot of things came up with a shot clock and maybe advancing the ball at the end of games. 
Is there any things you know, in widening the lane for the block charge? Is there any rules that you, in your mind, coach, you would like to see tweaks for the upcoming season that may make the game a little bit better and more cleaner for the fans and for you guys to play and coach it? Well, I tell you, the thing that we've got to be careful about is I think a lot of times what happens is we implement rules without any sort of, like, study. Um, I know that they did some things with the CBI tournament and uh, as far as, like, a 30-second shot clock. What I think we need to do is always accumulate data first, and once we accumulate that data, then let's make that move. But I think a lot of times what we do is we implement new rules without knowing the result. And so to me, we've got to make sure we do a lot of studies first before we just start implementing rules. Hey, maybe the 30-second shot clock is the answer. Maybe the 24-second shot clock is the answer. Maybe widen the lane is. Hey, but let's do some things as far as like non-conference exempt tournaments and things like that and make sure we're right about this instead of just throwing it up against the wall and see if something sticks. And, Coach, I know the rule I really like to see is the advancement of the ball to the front court at the end of games. I think that would be a great excitement for the end of games. It give you guys more of a chance of wasting those four or five seconds trying to run about the court. You have more time to actually come make a comeback and advance the ball to the front court. What do you feel about that, Coach? Well, I think you're referring to the NBA rule, and I think that's something that, that could be good for the game. But I know one thing that uh, I think a lot about is I think there shouldn't be any live ball timeouts. I think the only time you should be able to call a timeout is doing a dead ball situation. I just think that sometimes the game gets slowed down so much because of all these live ball timeouts toward the end of the game. You're right. I, Coach, I agree with you totally about that because that kind of, you know, as, as a guy watches the game and writing articles, man, it's like, come on, let's just get over with it. You know, in the game, taking 25, 20 games or in the, in the games. So I know you out there like, oh, God, come on, you know. <laughs> let's get geared together. Well, I, I tell you what, what they should do and it'll never happen is what they should do is say we're playing a game and, uh, we average 60 points a game, and the team that we're playing averages 80 points a game. When we meet, you just take the average, and, like, we're going to 70. And that would eliminate all the in-the-game situations like that because it takes time out of it. So, hey, we average 60, you average 80. When we play each other, we're going to 70, game over. Hey, that will be a nice concept there, Coach. It will be very innovative. We know a lot of the guys that are out here just they're just stuck in those old ways, and we can't get them to, to change up. And coaches, you know, and it's like I was, a lot of listeners have been asking me about, you know, the whirlwind for you. I say, I, I, I said, I'm say, I'll say it on the air, and I'm gonna say why you on the air. I said it, you know, you should have, you should have got better, and that, that's that's for me to say. Not 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 you say, but for me to say it. And I feel like, you know, the, the Red Hawks got a, a damn good coach in you. You know, <laughs> they got a good coach, and I'm so glad they gave me the opportunity to do so. You know. And so is the whirlwind of that come along. So do you, do, you, do you feel like the OBC is one of the – can get get to the point of being one of the mid-major conferences that can get two bids? Because if you guys do do very well, I feel like Murray State could have got a bid this past season with the season they had with Cameron Payne and those guys. you feel the OBC can get to the point where they get two, a two, be a two-bid league rather than a, a one-bid league? Yeah, I think so. And if you look back at it, I don't think there's anybody – that really studies college basketball, it doesn't feel um, that if Murray State would have got in the field of, of 68, um, that they wouldn't have had success there. Um, it's just a shame that a team wins 25 games in a row 
and doesn't get an opportunity to play postseason basketball. And, and what they really need to do is change the rules, and it will never happen. Um, but what should happen is if you win your regular season conference, you should get in automatically. What, what's more important, winning 18 games in a row or winning two or three games in a row? Um, but uh, I think that's what really should happen. And then what you have at the end, you still have the conference tournament. And so however many at-large bids are left is with how many at-large bids are left. But uh, I just think it's ridiculous that a team like Murray State uh, goes 18-0 and in the conference and wins 25 straight games and doesn't get rewarded for their performance. Exactly. On a fluke shot, because I was sitting right there to Miss Walshorn in Washington, it was a fluke shot. On a fluke shot, you lose out to when it goes to the big dance, and you're right. I agree with you, Coach. The automatic qualifiers should go to the league champions the regular season. And if you win your tournament, great. Okay, great. You know, you know, but like you said, they'll never change that. It's all about, you know, how they want to do things. And, Coach, I tell you what, I'm glad, like I told you before, I'm glad you got the gig. I felt you should you should have kept having the gig you had. I'm glad you got it. And we'll definitely be in contact with you, Coach, and look forward to seeing you at CMO and getting the follow you got, Coach. I said, uh, OVC the conference, I cover a lot, and we cover it all on the show. We'll definitely have you on again real soon, Coach. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and I'm excited about the opportunity to be the head basketball coach at Southeast Missouri State, and uh, it'll be a fun ride. Yes, indeed, Coach, no doubt. We'll keep, we keep grinding, Coach. We, we got you back over here at the Boston Bay Show. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. No doubt, Coach. That was the coach of the CMO Red House, Rick Ray, joining us on the Bossman Show. Just got hired at CMO. Look for him at the OVC Conference. Coming up next is the Boss Report. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.